Shalom and thank you for clicking to listen to one of our audio messages. At Tikvat David, we are building a Yeshua-centered Judaism for Israel and the nations. We hope that this message will encourage, inform, and inspire you to follow Yeshua and to walk in the pathways of Torah. Enjoy. Well, this week we have a double Torah portion as we read Parsha Tezriah and Parsha Mitzorah. And the bulk of both of these Parshas deal with the circumstances surrounding the malady known as Tsa'arat, uh, which we translate as leprosy. Now, of course, there's irony uh, in the timing in which we're reading this section of the Torah uh, as compared to what we're currently experiencing in our present times with the modern malady known as COVID-19 or the coronavirus. And naturally, many modern Torah commentators have highlighted the parallels. So you've probably heard some of these parallels enumerated already, so I won't list them here. But one important difference between the coronavirus and biblical leprosy is that Tsa'arat, again, as it translates the Hebrew word for this uh, malady in Leviticus, it is not a physically contagious disease. Now, an important caveat to that point is that Tsa'arat does spread ritual uncleanness, but the Torah prescribes measures for addressing that. So my point here is that Sa'arat is categorically different than the coronavirus in that it is not a spreadable infectious disease. And there are various clues in the Torah which demonstrate uh, this fact. The Talmud actually bolsters this point by noting that uh, priests would not examine those who may have contracted Sa'arat during a holiday. So, for example, if someone suspected during Passover that they may have developed Sa'arat, they would have to wait until after the holiday to be examined by a priest. So I think it's reasonable, and the sages of Israel think it's reasonable to assume that if biblical leprosy was physically contagious and that it could spread via physical contact, then surely the priest would examine a potential leper, uh, even if it disrupted festival celebrations, because this would be uh, the the exercise in the ultimate value to protect life. So if Sa'arat is not a physically contagious condition, a good question is, well, why do Mitsoras uh, or lepers, uh, why must they be quarantined according to the Torah? Well, we can answer that question on several levels. First, as I mentioned, a Mitsora, a leper, needed to be quarantined so as to not spread ritual impurity. But the sages of Israel really emphasize a more personal and I would say uh, in-depth reason for sheltering someone who has Sa'arat. Uh, Chazal, the, the sages of Israel, teach that Sa'arat is a spiritual malady and one who contracts it uh, is, in an, is in an unfavorable spiritual condition. And famously, the sages teach that the primary uh, spiritual cause of Sa'arat is evil speech, known as Lashon Hara. So the idea and hope is that while a leper is being quarantined, they will reflect and they will do teshuva and change the nature of their speech. Now, uh, we, we know that evil speech, of course, can come in many forms. In particular, the sages note slander as a particularly uh, egregious form of evil speech. But sometimes evil speech can be less obvious, but equally har- uh, harmful and hurtful. Uh, not long ago, uh, I observed uh, evil speech and then I listened to a, a frustrated person utilize biting sarcasm as a weapon towards another person. 
really as a form of retaliation. The sarcasm had just enough mildness to not get this person in trouble, but it was also strong enough uh, to sting the person on the receiving end. So that moment uh, was a vivid reminder to me of how powerful my words, your words, our words uh, really are. This week, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs noted in his drosh on these parshas that the sages comment that one who speaks Lashon Hara, uh, evil speech, that person is like an atheist. Because in that moment, the speaker is not demonstrating a fear of heaven. And they're disrespecting another soul created in the image of God. Now, Tsa'arat in Leviticus uh, may not be physically contagious, but like the coronavirus in modern times, evil speech does spread like a deadly plague. So the hope in Leviticus is that a person with this spiritual disease will mend their ways while they are in the quarantine that the Torah requires. Now, for a bit longer, uh, here in modern times, we also will be in quarantine, and perhaps we should take this time to consider the quality of our speech. Uh, one of my uh, favorite lines in the Siddur, uh, the, the Jewish prayer book, uh, has to do with speech, and it comes in the preliminary morning blessings before we formally begin Shacharit morning prayers. In the blessings of the Torah section, we say the following prayer. Please, Hashem, our God, sweeten the words of your Torah in our mouth and in the mouth of your people, the family of Israel. That's a beautiful and needed prayer in our world. We want the sweet words of Torah in our mouth. You know, when it comes to speech, Matthew 12 records Yeshua being quite blunt. He says, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. That's Matthew 12, 36 and 37. So I think we can put these pieces together and see that times of quarantine are particularly helpful in analyzing how we speak to each other. It doesn't even have to be a quarantine. It can just be a time of silence and reflection and just time alone where we think about our speech. I, I hope that we specifically can emerge from this season as people who are growing and speaking words of life. And I hope we'll resist every opportunity to speak evil of anyone. So may our words uh, this week ooze the sweetness of Torah and Yeshua. And may those words bring life and light to all who hear them. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to this audio message from Tikvat David Messianic Synagogue. We would love to get to meet you in person sometime at the synagogue, so come join us for Shabbat or one of the holidays. Also, you can join us in building Messianic Judaism whether you live in the Atlanta area or far away by financially contributing to our synagogue. You can learn about the options for giving under the Donate tab at tikvatdavid.org. At Tikvat David, we would love to have you stand with us as we are building a Yeshua-centered Judaism for Israel and the nations. Shalom.